Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Melissa Schusterman, who is running for state representative in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Fun fact about me, I don't really like being the squeaky wheel. I really actually don't. When I have to speak up in a meeting, I get all red and nervous and my palms start sweating. And speaking up to say that I disagree about something, I'm pretty much dehydrated after that meeting. So how then do I keep finding myself in the voice of dissent position? Because I, probably like you, find it infuriatingly impossible to sit back and just go along with a decision that I believe is wrong. Not one that I just disagree with. I don't have to be right all the time, which frankly is good because I'm wrong to an almost alarming degree of regularity. But a decision that hasn't been thought through or is going to affect people in a negative way, then I can't keep my stupid trap shut. Go along to get along is a phrase that I became acquainted with way too late in life. I may have been described as difficult by a coworker or two and a manager and a good friend. But here's the thing. I'm kind of okay with being difficult. I mean, not all the time and not always in the moment. But later, when I've thought about things, and sometimes it's much, much later, I'm always glad that I spoke up or that I was the lone person saying, have we thought about this? Or that I went up the chain of command and said, I need you to know that I'm not okay with this decision. Because we all know what happens when no one questions a bad call. At best, you get a Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad situation. So yes, I am difficult. And I ask questions. And I will make you show your work. And you know what? I'm okay with that. So I love that you have your campaign video as your Facebook cover photo. <laughs> that is just, I mean, seriously, that is a genius idea. How did you come up with that? Well, it might not be such a genius idea for me because I'm a, a video director and that, <laughs> so that's my business. And finally, Facebook caught up with the fact that we can put video there. And I, I thought it was a nice way to talk to people. And video, I believe, is always a more personal uh, way to contact uh, voters or viewers. Well, it's the first one I've seen, and I've seen oh. quite a few. So you are on the cutting edge here. I mean, well, if you're vi if video is your business, then you should be. Yeah, I guess so. It just <laughs> proves I know my business. <laughs> well, you, you may get a couple of calls from other candidates saying, hey, by the way. <laughs> I have. Believe me, I have. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I think, you know, it's very early in the race. I'll be... Uh, going through a, a primary and a general mm -hmm. in 2018. So for me, uh, it's a great way to get to know people, social media, mm -hmm. video. Almost, it almost goes beyond emails because it's constantly there live and we can update it uh, live. You can do live Facebook uh, mm -hmm. video, which I haven't done yet. If you're at a vigil or you're at a press conference or you're just at an event. So I think they'll, we'll be seeing a lot more of that. Oh, I hope so. I, I love, 
I love all that stuff. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and introduce you uh, officially. So who are you and for what are you running? My name's Melissa Schusterman, and I'm running for state representative in Pennsylvania's 157th. And where is that located? That's located, we have uh, part of Upper Providence, Phoenixville, which is a really cool town where they have Blob Fest. So you have to check that out. Wait, and... okay. What is it? <laughs> okay, there was this movie back in the 60s, and it's called The Blob. <laughs> the Blob. Okay. So it's a very retro, fun movie where there was an attack of The Blob. And every year in Phoenixville, we have a festival where everyone runs out of the movie theater like they're being attacked by this horrible, but kind of harm harmless blob <laughs> that is fantastic yeah it's hap- it's really fun my son and i have been to it quite a bit but phoenixville doesn't just have blob fest it has all these quirky festivals so it's just one of many great town oh my god that sounds amazing yeah so i live in phoenixville and it um, my area also includes paoli schuylkill so it's a very diverse area mm-hmm. you have this quirky town of phoenixville which is up and coming a lot of young people are there there's a lot of energy i mean we actually have a fermented store uh kombucha lots of vegan stores and and that's great because we used to be a steel town mm-hmm. and then you also have paoli and schuylkill just beautiful homes with endless backyards and open spaces and um, lots of industry in the area as well. So why did you decide to run? You know, I've been thinking about that question. Well, I think it, it it's a new day in politics, mm-hmm. if no one's noticed that. Um, I've always been involved in uh, presidential campaigns. And my 17-year-old son, last year at age 16, became a fellow for Hillary. I also did work for her as well. But he, it was re- really exciting for him to be part of the process. So after the election, he said, why don't you run? And I am. So really a big part of it is I think we are, are entering a time where people with different skills need to enter government. I happen to be a video director, an entrepreneur. I've also worked with the media. There's teachers who are running. There are um, union leaders who are running or electricians. There there are people who probably throw uh, festivals like the Blob Fest (laughs) um, running. So I, I think if we have different types of women running and men running, that can only help us create better policies, Mm -hmm. because there will be different points of view represented. So what motivated you to run for state representative? Well, I think it does fit my skill set. And right now, um, the federal government are eliminating a lot of things people are used to having the federal government take care of, and it's being kicked to the state. So I think state politics has become the exciting place to be. Mm -hmm. And it is going to be the place where people figure out things and they get things done. Because I'm meeting both Democrats, Republicans, people who were independents but had a run in a certain party, and they are working together. They're not working together all the time, but they are working together on certain policy issues or um, certain issues that are dear to them that they want to make sure Pennsylvania stays at the forefront of those issues. So I think state politics is where it's at right now. 
I'll tell you, Pennsylvania is is just teeming with amazing women running for office. I have talked to so many of you, and it's really exciting. It is really exciting. Heather, who Mm -hmm. uh, I listen to her podcast, she's amazing. We're not only getting women, we're showing people of different ages, Mm -hmm. different backgrounds. I think a lot of times women sit back and go, I don't know. And I did. I mean, to be honest, I sat back and said, I don't know. I mean, I've always been involved in federal, I've always researched federal issues as opposed to state, but I'm finding it fascinating and relevant to everybody. And if I can be the voice of something, some issue that people don't normally associate with state politics, that's wonderful. And if if I and Heather and other people running in uh, Pennsylvania can motivate other women to say, yeah, the time is now for me to do that. That's that's the idea. But of course, I want to win. Well. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So you said your day job is a video producer. Yes. So, I mean, you clearly don't have like a typical political background, but you've worked for a bunch of different campaigns. Yes, I've never done campaign videos. I've never mixed work. As a volunteer, I've always been very active in presidential campaigns. Mm -hmm. And more like a door-to-door volunteer. I I like canvassing. I'll help when um, a speaker is in town. I'll host people to, to make phone calls. That's, that's really what you do with a campaign um, in the last three months or four months of a campaign. And so I already had some of that experience. I know that terminology, um, if you will. Um, but yeah, my day job is I started my own digital firm seven years ago. But my background is I've worked in media companies in New York and in startups. And those are all places where everyone has their own opinion about how to get things done. But you have very short deadlines. So at a certain point, you have to compromise or you have to push something forward and make a decision. And I think that's needed in politics. We can't just delay, delay. Pennsylvania's had budget issues. And, you know, there's like a three-week delay and then another delay and another delay. That's unacceptable in the working world. So I would like to bring a little bit of urgency to politics. It might be shocking, but I think we can get things done if we hold people to, now I'm going to stand right here until we get this done. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to move. None of us should move till we get this done. If we have new people, people who don't owe um, everyone something, we might get something done. If there's a new, new points of view, n- new ways to negotiate, new ways to work together, new types of people who will work together. That's what I'm hoping for. What has the process of running been like for you so far? Well, I I would love to see a to-do book or a video series on this topic because as much as everyone has an opinion or an idea, you and as much support as you possibly get from people uh, who are on committees or in the party or are neighbors, it is really up to you to create your own path Mm -hmm. with running. So for me, I kept my campaign secret throughout this summer. I had a secret Facebook page with 680 people. And I tried to create a lot of energy there from 
posting videos to conversations to polling questions. And we started raising money last June. Now we went public about three weeks ago. Well, to go public, you have to have your website and your in my case, a video, a press release. So that's another group of things that you should have prepared before you go. And then I believe it's really about knocking on doors. So I spent the late uh, late summer and early fall now working with candidates that are running in November and knocking on doors with them, not, not as Melissa Schusman running for state rep, though, of course, you know, I, I would say that if asked, but to really hear people's concerns so you can start gathering that information. So I don't think there's a one right answer. Some people have been in the, in this system of politics longer, so maybe they're just calling friends that they've worked with before. I've met incredible people from committee members to activists to de- neighbors that are Democrats, Republicans, or independents, and there's something to learn from everyone. Have you faced any obstacles? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> raising money is really hard. I, I think it's a big part of politics and it be, would be great to get it out of politics. We would have, um, maybe we would have too many people running, but it would be, we could get down to the issues and, and speaking to voters. There's so much work to be done. Obstacles, I, I don't think I've had obstacles, but I Sometimes you wish you had it. How do you run for state rep book? Mm -hmm. And what is the order of doing things? Having said that, I kind of like being able to create it as I go. I think as Democrats, once again, independents or Republicans, we have to learn to maybe add something different to this process. And I hope to do that. What has surprised you the most about running for office? Maybe something you didn't expect since you have been involved in volunteering with campaigns before. I think people are great at the doors. I think there's a big fear across the country, mm-hmm. um, even with the activists. And when I say the word activists, it's just people curious about how to get involved. Um, they're afraid to knock on their neighbor's doors. And I think that was the number one most surprising Thing I learned. And the more we can train people and go out and do that with people as candidates, as other volunteers, they will realize our neighbors are great. We might not share the exact same view on issues, but people are very kind mm-hmm. and very okay with someone coming to their door. And we have to do that, more of that. I mean, I have yet to see a Girl Scout selling me cookies. You know, like I, I, I want to know my neighbors. I want to know my neighbor's children. And I want to know what they're involved in and be supportive of that. It builds community and it starts conversation. So you are involved with Turn PA Blue. I've heard of, of that, but I'm not sure what they're all about. Well, Turn PA Blue is a grassroots movement that is trying to identify independent voice in democratic politics. So they're trying to encourage different people to run and help flip certain districts so our state house will go democratic. 
And there's there's been about six to ten candidates identified, and they're just one more resource. You know, we have uh, the Pennsylvania Democrats are helpful. We have our county people helping us, our, our local committees. But Turn PA Blue is we're all working together. It's a collaboration. If if I'm going to an event, I might be there with other Turn PA Blue um, candidates. And what we want to say is we might have to do things a little bit differently. You might mm-hmm. not just be supporting me if you live in my district. You might be supporting a, a group of six candidates that are all running for state house because we had to be more strategic and identify which districts can turn so that there's more of an even balance uh, in the state house for Democrats. Okay, so it's it's focused on specifically like Pennsylvania politics, so state and and local. It is specifically state house races, which is is okay. kind of incredible because a, a lot of the the movement nationally is dealing with Congress or possibly even dealing with um, uh, local school boards. So it's nice to have that sweet spot, and and on our side, we can really be an advocate for the local elections. Just today. Someone from Turn PA Blue um, texts me, like, do you know someone who could talk about the opiate uh, um, issue? And I can immediately refer them to a local candidate or to someone I met through the local candidate. So it's it's going to be a wonderful way to have a... A, a bigger group, a kind of like uh, like a book club, but we're we're a political <laughs> club of people that are all going to help each other instead of repeating the same work over and over again. What are some of the big issues that the people of Pennsylvania are concerned about right now? Well, I think the budget's a bad one. We mm-hmm. just we keep you know creating budgets but we're not we don't have any way to um, pay for our deficit and we also are a fracking state so that means we take natural gas out of our state and then it is um, a lot of times taken out of our state it doesn't just go to consumers here. And so I'm a big believer that we have to have, it's called a severance tax. I don't know why they use that word, but we need an additional tax because a lot of our resource, our gas, natural gas is going out of the state. And actually, if we were able to tax um, our natural gas, um, especially gas that goes out of the state, we would probably be able to help that deficit a great deal. Um, I also think we're very divided in the state house. Although there are Republicans and Democrats working together, it, it seems to go down party lines. So there, a lot isn't getting done that could be getting done for the state. I think schools are very Im- important, public schools, and making sure there's equity and and um, how so every child has the same similar resources. Um, those are two very strong issues right now. And, it, it, you know, much like federal uh, politics, it seems like every day more and more issues are, are coming out and they're, they're not being resolved because it's so polarized in Pennsylvania right now. Do you have a whole lot of people that you're running against? I know you said you had a primary. Is, the, is it closed yet or could you have potentially more? Anyone could enter the race. We haven't even... Um, 
you know, opened up the primary oh, okay. yet. But so far, yeah, so far no one is. I mean, that's another thing, term PA blue, and a lot of the women candidates are starting early. I don't know if that's something women do, that we're like, we got to be super prepared, we got to get going early, or is it because we're newer candidates? And when you're a newer candidate, you have to make up on, um, you know, figuring out the landscape, uh, raising a little bit of money, understanding you know, deep diving into issues. My team of high school seniors, um, (laughs) (laughs) that's my my team, that includes my son, they spent the summer working on an issue book. And when I say it's an issue book, every day there's more bills coming. And so every issue might have three or four different bills. And it's a lot of work, but we've worked on an issue book since May. So I'm able to speak to certain issues and understand that certain bills might be mentioned a certain way, but they're really not helping that issue. So there, there's a huge learning curve with uh, issues, bills, and deep diving into those. Okay, now, you did not tell me that you were magical in that you got a group of high schoolers to work on an <laughs> issue book over the summer. I know, I know. <laughs> it sounds crazy. Like, that's another reason why I'm running. These these children are our future, and they're incredibly hardworking. They didn't only create an issue book, but they helped me with my website, with my branding, with finding adult volunteers. With I did training sessions at um, activist groups on how to go door to door and get on phones. We've been doing this actively since May, and these young men and women are incredible hard workers and this is their um you know monday night football oh my god yeah they're very impressive they've written rebuttals they've helped me with press releases they've they've seen a myriad of my typos i apparently can't see anymore (laughs) so so they're constantly saying get that off facebook It, it doesn't make any sense you sound terrible they could use that in a commercial they're also very savvy they they see the game the political games you better get that picture off of there someone's going to use that the wrong way um they they understand the digital landscape which is really helpful even though i'm in the industry it's great to see it from the point of view of a high school student yeah that's a fantastic resource because i mean most first-time candidates don't have a team that is that digitally savvy you know, as a group of high schoolers. Yeah, they are, they are beyond me. I was like, should I have a Snapchat? They're like, no. You know, like they, <laughs> they just shot that down. You know, I was like, okay, let me know when I have to jump there. <laughs> so I'm very impressed with uh, the next generation of political experts, candidates, you know, whatever they want. They're going to redefine how campaigns are run. Mm-hmm. And, and they're very interested in being authentic. Yeah. So, so I like that. As a video producer, I always say, just be authentic and everything. The interview will go well or the video will engage people if you're authentic. So how can people get involved if they are listening to this and just completely inspired? And once again, they were the ones. Plug your website and your Facebook and your Twitter. I have it right here. I just put my reading glasses on. So my website, my website's at www.melissashusterman, S-H-U-S-T-E-R, 
M-A-N.com. So it's like shoe store man. And my Facebook is at Melissa Schusterman. Once again, S-H-U-S-T-E-R-M-A-N for state rep. And my Twitter is Melissa for F-O-R-157. And I love the people who are interested in being engaged because my first question I ask them is, what do you want to do? Because there's nothing worse than an enthusiastic volunteer and you give them the wrong task. Mm -hmm. So I love when people come out for my campaign or for the local campaigns going on now, and they know what they're interested in doing. A lot of them say, I don't know, give me, give me some ideas of what I could do. But in no way as a volunteer should you have to do something that you don't want to do. But we're going to make you knock on doors. <laughs> That's mandatory for everyone. Every human being out there, every woman out there, every man out there should knock on doors for a candidate or an issue in this cycle. Mm -hmm. it, it, they will suddenly like their area more. They will like their neighborhoods more because they'll know people. They'll be like, oh, I met Sam and he works over here. It, it's a great way to get to know your community. And hear from them. I keep hearing that over and over. Like, I have lear I've learned so much about my neighbors and my neighborhood, and it's so amazing. It is. It's suddenly, you know, I've lived here for 15 years. And, you know, I also grew up here, went away, and then came back. And I've learned more in the last six months about my area than I've known in those 15 years. Because we tend to do the same things over mm -hmm. and over again. And possibly we're seeing the same people. And of course, you know, jobs get in the way. <laughs> but, um, this is a great way to socialize without having to commit to one restaurant. That's, that's <laughs> kind of how I look at it. <laughs> it's like an endless, you know, fair festival of, of doors that, uh, and stories. And from, from a video director, I love stories. So that's the best part. Okay, one last question. What advice do you have for women who are thinking about running for office? The advice is to do it right now and don't second guess yourself. Um, your experience that you have now as a mother, as a caretaker, as a um, person with two jobs or one job or um, someone who does a lot of volunteering, that experience is enough. We need people like you in politics. So get out and run and then email me and I'll give you all, all the matrixes of what <laughs> I've done so far, how to set up a website, how to make a video, because that stuff tends to discourage people. Mm -hmm. It's the amount of work, but there's enough of us here at Turn PA Blue that can help you with, with all that work. So wherever you live across the country, your experience is enough. All right. Fantastic. Well, you have done your teenage cabinet well. <laughs> they should be proud of you. And I am Googling Blobfest as soon as we hang up here. Oh, yeah. I'll see you, uh, yeah, I'll see you next Blobfest Definitely. for sure. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Thank you, Emily. And that's it for today. Big thanks to Melissa Schusterman for chatting with me. 
Check her out at melissaschusterman.com. On Twitter, she's at Melissa4157. And on Facebook, you can find her at Melissa Schusterman for State Rep. A little bit of news here before we go. No new pod episode next week because I am on vacation. But I will be back just in time for Election Day, so don't you worry. Use next week to catch up on an old episode and look up who's going to be on your local ballot on November 7th. Because if you've learned nothing else from this podcast, it should be that you should freaking vote. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you'd like a She's Running campaign button, go rate, review, and subscribe to She's Running on iTunes. And then shoot me an email at she'srunningpod at gmail.com. Then I'll send you a button. Really, it's that easy. You can find and follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. And that's it for today. Thanks. I'll talk to you in November.